Salutations. What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 87 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Big shouts to everyone listening to Combo's Court across the globe. Combo Nation, we are out here. Today's show, we discuss the 50 greatest rappers of all timeless, and we go directly to the source. Clint from the Brew Podcast joins in to talk about his viral list. It was really interesting, man. It caused a lot of outrage on Twitter and social media. He had Joe Budden at three. He had Biggie at eight. 50 Cent was number 48. There's a lot to dive into when it comes to this list, and we discuss it all, man. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Go subscribe to the Brew Podcast intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Clint, welcome to Combo's Court. How you feeling today, man? I'm alright, man. How y'all? I'm good. I'm good. Um, before we dive into this list, uh, for those that don't know. Clint is from the Brew Podcast, and they put out a top 50 rappers list. It went viral. It actually went super viral. Um, they're talking about it everywhere. Um, it's going crazy. But before we get into that, uh, the Brew Podcast, a bunch of friends from Cincinnati. Um, uh, well, uh, pretty much from everywhere, collective. Um, some of us are imports, but pretty much uh, three out of the four of us were raised in Cincinnati. One of our guys, he's from Virginia, but uh, work brought him here to the city. So, you know, we've been here for a while. We all came together. We all friends. It started with like a, like a kind of a sneaker thing. Really, a good friend of ours um, owns a pretty dope sneaker store here called Corporate, and that's pretty much how we all met. Okay, cool. So before we get into the list, before we get into the podcast, can you kind of paint a picture of how it was like to grow up in Cincinnati? Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of different because the first part of my life started in Brooklyn, so. Oh really? Uh, yeah, oh, okay. when I was a kid, when I was I a kid, kid. Yeah, when I was a kid, kid. But I mean, pretty much, I'm from Cincinnati. You might as well say. So uh, I don't know. It's pretty much like anywhere else. No violence and everything, but it's actually pretty cool. I, I, I never really had any real issues or anything like that. Um, I mean, it's it's not as much racial tension as you would probably think, okay. <laughs> considering it's a little further down in the south and it's Ohio. Um, but you know, it's cool though, man. Um, I'm gonna say the sports scene here has always been pretty, uh, been pretty heavy just cause you got the Reds and the Bengals and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, but for the most part though, you know, it's, you know, it's pretty cool, man. Like it's like any other city. It's like a big little city though, honestly. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like any other city I've been in or lived in. So, you know, nothing, nothing too spectacular or crazy. Okay, dope. So what was the reason for starting the uh, the podcast? You just mentioned it's, it kind of started with sneakers. Um, was there a goal with it or you just wanted to chop it up with your friends and let people hear your conversations? Um, actually, the way it started was um, two of my guys that's on the show with us, um, uh, L, and, um, L and Josh, they actually had the idea to start the show. And they were sitting around just chopping it up one day. And they, was, they were thinking about, you know, who would be dope to – you know, put on the show. So then they was like, man, we got to get Clint. Like, so, right. they, you know, they hit me up 
you know, I'm like, hell yeah, like, you know, let's do it. So, you know, we all kind of just came together. And um, Aaron was kind of like a late addition to it. But, um, you know, we all came together. And, you know, we just felt like we were big in the podcast. Like, and the crazy thing is, is um, is I got I got friends that's real cool with tax. So, you know, and me and him always talked on, like, Twitter. And me and him would always just chop it up. So, you know, right. I hit him up, you know, after he had did his podcast, I hit him up. And he was like, man, just be like, why not? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, you right. be talking that shit, like you might as well, you know, have fun with it. So, you know, he was just saying it like that. It wasn't like a cosign or nothing. It was just, you know, I just kind of asked him what he thought about it because I really never did nothing like that. So he was just like, just do it, man. Just have fun. And yeah. that was about four years ago. He's just been kind of rocking ever since. Yeah, I, I really like uh, Taxi's podcast. First of all, I, I did some research on your podcast. You guys have been consistent for a while. You guys are 97 episodes in. You know, yeah, I, once saw, was... I once saw a stat that like most podcasts don't go past 12 episodes. So I really appreciate the consistency because I'm a podcaster myself. So uh-huh. salute to you guys for that, for sure. Appreciate um, it. Um, with that said, you know, with the list, let's get to the list. A lot of people were saying, you know, it was clickbait. It was something to go viral, but I don't believe that to be true. Just from the research I did with the podcast, because you guys have been going for a while with it now and there's nothing clickbait about it. You know, you guys have been consistently just having a conversation with your friends can you speak to those to that think this was just done for clickbait or to try and go viral? So I'll say this. Um, the way that the list, well, I ain't going to say the way that the list even came about, but the the the, the start of it, uh, it was just a conversation. Like me and, me and one of the other guys, me and my guy Josh, we were having a, you know, just a conversation about. Um, it was actually another list that was going around. It was on Twitter. And a good friend of mine, a good friend of mine, she sent it to me and was like, you know, what do you think about it? And I was like, it ain't really bad. Like, you know, uh, I would probably rearrange it a little bit, but I'm like, it just looks like the the regular degular list. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like the same old saying. Nothing was spectacular. Nothing really stood out. Nothing, you know, it wasn't what I would have done personally. So I said to myself, you know what? I've never done this before. Like, you know, we always talk about our top five, top 10. So I was like, you know what? I've never gone this far. So. Let me just see if I can really put 50 rappers down. So, you know, uh, I just tried it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just tried it and, you know, no help, no, you know, it was no uh, no round table, no suggestions. It was just me and my notepad. And um, right. so it wasn't a troll at all because if you know me and you pay attention to just the podcast and you knew me personally, you would know, like everybody knew once once the list went out, of course, I put it on all of our social media platforms, the Brew Podcast. But once the list went out, the people that know me personally was like, Clint put this list up. There's nobody else in the world would put <laughs> Joe Button at number three and Fab at six and, you know, Jada and Styles and all of them, like all in the top 10. Like nobody else probably would have had the balls to do that. But that's just personally how I feel. And I'll, I'm not going to argue with anybody over it, but you know, I will, you know, put my stamp on it and, you know, give my reasoning, you know, as to why I did it, you know. But I didn't do it to – I don't even know about going viral. That's why I didn't put, like, a, a watermark and all of that. I didn't even right. think nothing of it. I just did it just to have some content for our next episode so we could just kind of chop it up and, you know, debate, you know, amongst amongst our friends and followers. I didn't think that it would be on ESPN and people would be like, man, what the hell is this? Like, you know. So that's kind of where it started. Like, it definitely wasn't to, you know, gain attention from everybody and really ruffle feathers too much. I was just 
speaking my point of view or where I thought things should be or where I would like them to be at least. Right. You got my favorite rapper at number seven, Jada Kiss. Um, well, there you go. It, it's a great pool of rappers, no matter what you say. Um, but Joe Budden at number three, man, what was your reasoning for it? That's kind of where all the outrage came from. What was your reasoning for putting Joe at three? For the reason I put Joe at number three, honestly, because I feel like he just don't get enough credit for how dope of an MC he really is. Like, people laugh and joke and, you know, they say silly. Like, you talking about the dude that made Pump It Up? That's the only record I ever heard. And I tell him immediately, like, all right, well, if that's all you ever heard, then you're not qualified to say he's not good. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, and, and one thing that I did was I kind of looked at who can rap as the top criteria. You know what I mean? Like that, like if you like if you want to grade it or scale it, however you want to call it, I looked at it like, can you spit? If you can, you get points for this. Then I gave you like just kind of the way I measured it just internally in my brain. I didn't sit down with a pen and paper and do the averages. You know, like, can you really, really flat out rap? You get a lot of kudos for that. Have you been doing it for 10 plus years? You get a lot of kudos for that. Can you make relatable music? You get a lot of points, you know, you get points for that. You know, are you authentic in your music? You get points for that. You know what I mean? Like flow, your rhyme schemes, like all of those things. I looked at, I looked at all of those personally, and that's how I kind of gauged it. But I looked at it, and it was a hard choice for me because Fab is my favorite rapper of all time, and it took me years to finally admit, like, damn, I think Joe Budden actually rap a little better than Fab. So, you know, it's just kind of where I put it. And then, you know, I know it's not a popular opinion, but I put it there because. Honestly, I did know it was going to cause some conversation because it always okay. does. Even even when I just say it to people, like, I got your buttons. I right. really mean it. I, I won't waver from it. I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to go back because everybody is, you know, giving me for it. I mean, it's just how I feel, you know? You yeah. can't really do nothing about that. Right. You had Joe uh, playing his own music for like a whole episode of his podcast. Hey, man. I, and I enjoyed it. Even though he didn't give us a shout out, that's cool. But, you know, I, but I understand why he didn't because... You know, he don't know us. We might have just been trolling him. And then the next time we recorded, we might have clowned him and said some corny. Like, man, this goofball thought we really <laughs> put him as top three. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I get it. I understand why he didn't want to, you know, give us a shout out. But uh, the whole thing was it wasn't a troll. You know, we wasn't joking. We wasn't playing. Like, I was dead ass. And the thing that I really liked is, you know, my guys, they backed me up. Like, they didn't. You know, when all the backlash was coming, they didn't just say, oh, no, nah, that was him. That was all his list. Like, nah, I mean, you know, they don't agree 100% with what I did, but, you know, they looked at it like, if that's what he's saying, then we're going to roll with it. Yeah, how important was discography and just body of work in your list? How important is that to you? Um, Honestly, I'm not going to say it wasn't important, but I felt more like we live in an era now where mixtapes – uh, to me, just as important in your body of work as an actual studio album because you can't discredit somebody's music because they put out original music, but it's just on a mixtape. As like J to, like Jada and Fab's best stuff is not in their albums. Yeah, it's just it's just not in their albums. But you don't right. discredit them verses in them songs, of course, because it didn't because yeah. it didn't happen on a major label or a major release. You know what I'm saying? But right. I think the I think the biggest thing is you know uh, people get so caught up in the cliche. You know, it's it's almost like like we had a conversation with our next guest. You I don't know if you pay attention to the to our Instagram, you'll see who our guest was that we had this morning. Pretty you know, pretty dope, pretty dope guest. But he said something to us last night. He said, "Man, rap started to get like uh, Will of Fortune, where they just give you the vows, where they just give you 
three or four out of the top five, and then they tell you you can fill in one or two spaces and won't nobody be mad at you. But it got to the point where it was like, you know what, man? Like, I'm, I want to I wanna listen to other people and like other people. I don't have to put Big and Pac in my top five. Like, I think there's other people that rap just as good, if not better than them, like Black Thought. For sure. That freestyle he had was crazy. I mean, I think I he, it. yeah, the one he did on, uh, he did one on Sway. He did yeah. one with, uh, he did a lot of them. Like, I mean, I think he is incredibly phenomenal. And I don't think he gets enough credit because he's not somebody that, you know, is in the forefront that everybody is listening to and paying attention to. But if you actually hear that brother rap, it'll change your whole perspective. Right. We live in a funny era, man. And the outrage is like, I don't mind people attacking the list. But when you start attacking the person, I find it real corny. You don't even know. And also, you didn't have your watermark on. You don't even know the person who actually made the list and people like with the clown emojis and all that stuff. I think that's super corny, me personally. I mean, that's all good. I ain't really tripping. You know, yeah. they could they could say whatever or do whatever. Like, you know, my my favorite my favorite thing to say to people that don't agree with what I'm saying or get upset at my own opinion is three words, man. Suck. <laughs> and I'm surprised I didn't say that to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's nothing saying something don't fix. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you mad at me over something, something silly, man, leave, leave me be. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, like you can't get mad at somebody for their opinion. Like I right. won't get mad at, I won't get so mad at somebody if they say Steph Curry is the greatest ball player of all time. I won't agree with you. But I'm not getting ready to sit here and tell you you an idiot for feeling that way. Like, how can I say that? That's your opinion. Who you, you know got, Jordan? Saying? Greatest all time. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, of course. okay. No, no debate. All right. No debate for me. Okay, you got 50 Cent pretty low. And I feel like that impact, uh, we're not going to talk about the exact numbers. Actually, I'll say the exact number, 48. Uh, Eminem, <laughs> Eminem at 28. I got the list right here. Drake at 23. I feel like impact should go somewhat into it. Like, when 50 Cent was really hot. First of all, I think that's one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. Um, why do you feel like you had guys like Drake, Eminem, and 50 Cent a little bit lower than others might have had them? All right. Personally, like 50, I'll, I'll give you 50 for an example. After his second album, what quality music did he put out? Yeah, his first like two. After, just... after, after the massacre, after the massacre, like what did he put out other than like single records that you really wanted to hear at least 50% of his project? I can't think of one. Right. I feel, and, like, I feel like that could have been the top three album of all time, though, the one that he had, the first one. Oh, the first one. I mean, get Richard Dodd Trump. But see, yeah. I'm in the minor. See, I'm one of them guys. I'm always the contrarian. I'm one of them guys that that same year that Get Richard Dodd Trump came out, Philadelphia Freeway came out. And I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed Freeway's album more than I did Get Richard Dodd Trump. Like, I feel like this. Music is a lot like sports, but at the same time, kind of not, right? It's competitive like sports, granted. But musically, there can be outside factors as to why you're more relevant than another person. Like if you're on a record label that will put $10 million up to push your album, no matter how mediocre it may be, you'll get more ears and you can program more minds to say that this album is doper than the other artists that clearly put out a better album. Or pro- I don't want to say clearly, but you know, is definitely more lyrical and more thoughtful in their music, but they just don't have the same push. You know, right. like, like example, Styles P's first album, Gangsta and the Gentleman, phenomenal album. Great album. That didn't get the same push as a Get Rich or Die Trying, and right. it won't ever get the same acclaim because it didn't sell 15 million copies, and, you know, I Get High wasn't on the radio as much as in the club, and, 
you know, 21 questions and all those other records. But in the music industry, if you got money behind you and you got people to visit and pay for marketing and do all those things, you can program people to think a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like if you hear, you know, if you hear a song 15 times a day on the radio, on the radio, you'll eventually learn the record. Then after you learn the song, you know, you may even start liking it a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of how it go. That's just, that's how people are. That's how our brains are. Like we just, we get programmed and then we think that the thing that we got programmed to like, we think that we actually like it when in reality, we just download it into our matrix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just what it is. We ain't even think for ourselves. I might have freeway above Lloyd Banks. <laughs> you could argue that. You could definitely you could definitely argue that. I think Freeway got better albums than Banks, but I don't think he rapped better than that moment. Got you. He was he was mad at the list too. He was mad he was fifty. I'm like, I accidentally left some people off the list. I left KRS one, I left Kane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was I was mad at myself for you know, but that was also me not having other people there to, you know, help. I was just middle of the night just thinking it on my own and you know, after twenty five I just kinda threw that shit together. I'm curious why you got Styles over Jadakiss, because to me, Jadakiss is the best rapper on the rocks, even though they're all great to me. I put Styles over Kiss, man, because Styles kind of like, I can't explain it, man. It's like, you know, you know, like I had a friend years ago tell me vibes don't lie. Okay. And, the vibe, and the vibe that I get from Styles' music is just different than I get from Jada. Like, Jada, I love his music. Don't get it. Like, I'm one of these guys. I think the locks is the greatest group of all time. I don't give a what genre of music. Jackson Five, Temptations, uh, the female groups back in the day. I don't know who you name. The Locks, Jason, David, and Sean, them three brothers right there are the greatest group of all time, in my opinion. But I just feel like Styles, man, like he he just a monster. Like he he a monster. Like he says sometimes that just like it just hits you different. Well, at least with me. It just hit me different. I feel it different. So I just always, I, I go off of the way that the music make me feel and the way that it make me think. Right. You know, you got some backlash for uh, having no females. Uh, I guess top female rappers. Who would I put in there? Like, people that I enjoy listening to. Like, I used to enjoy listening to Eve. Um, who else? Yeah. I, I like Cardi's music now. Anybody, yeah, you, if, you, if you redid the list, would you put some women in there? Honestly, I wouldn't. Because, <laughs> you know, and that's not being funny. That's yeah. just, you know, if I if I did put a woman on the list, it would probably be because, well, you know what? I take that back. I have people like Jeezy on the list, and this is not to knock Jeezy, but if if I took Jeezy off and pleased everybody and put Lauren Hill on the list, which I don't, and no disrespect to her, I don't think she deserves to go on the list because I don't think she has enough rap verses. Yeah, to get yeah. Rap songs. She's, not, most, she's not rapping for most of her, most of yeah. her best album, right? Yeah. yeah, she's not even rapping for most of it, so... Yeah. Is she a dope rapper? Absolutely. But I don't think she has enough rap verses. I don't even know. She got 50 rap verses. So, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really, you know, say that. But as far as a female MC, I would probably put somebody like, uh, if, I, if I did have to put a, <clears throat> a female MC, I would probably put, like, Foxy or Kim. Um, right. You know, somebody, somebody like that that's been around for a while. But I like new female artists. Like, I think... Uh, Meg The Stallion's cool. A lot of yeah, them. I think she cool, but I yeah. think Rhapsody is a monster. Like okay. Rhapsody, I don't know if you ever heard of her, but you know. I've heard of her. I haven't heard the music though. Oh, Rhapsody is incredible. But I go back in the day, like Rod Digger and Jean Grey, like them, them ladies could really, really rap. But if I just had to throw a female rapper on there, honestly, that I could feel comfortable with and say, take it or leave it, 
I would throw everybody off and I would say to Brad because I thought she was, I mean, the Brad is super accomplished, yeah. super dope. She made it through a lot of different eras. She was authentic, clearly. You know what I mean? She busts in the head with bottles and all that. Like, she don't play <laughs> games. You know, like she's serious. So, you know, I, I would I would probably put the Brad on the list and would feel perfectly comfortable with it. I would I would take Jeezy out. I don't remember where he had on the list. He like 30 something. I would take Jeezy out and put the Brad there. You know, you're you're focused on the rap game, like you listen to it a lot. I wanted to know if there's any rappers like let's say college age and younger that you really see that are coming up and that you think are gonna really get some traction. Um I like TJ Porter, I like little TJ, but I'm not really too into the younger rappers. Is there anybody you have your eyes on that you see gonna really make an impact? Um, I like the YBN Corday kid. I think he just put out an album a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's super solid. I like him a lot. I'll come um, and check it out. Even though he's a kid <laughs> and I don't ever suggest anybody live life <laughs> like him, I think Kodak can make some pretty good music too, man. Like I like I like Kodak. Yeah. I think he, he got bars out. Yeah. yeah, he do. Like he and it's and it's and it's annoying that he's that disruptive, you know what I'm saying? Um, I like this kid out of Compton. Um, his name is Boogie. Okay. I think I think he's super dope. He just put out an album like earlier this year, like in February. I think he dropped like, um, yeah, I want to say it was like February. And uh, hold on, let me look at it real quick and give you the uh, the actual name of the album. I can't think of it. I think it's no matter of fact, it's called Everything Is for Sale. That's the name okay. of Boogie's album. Okay. Um. Let me see who else, man. It's a, it's a, it's a few, it's a few dope artists. Um, young Pop boys. Smoke, you like his music. Uh, I like that song, Guilty Pleasure. I like that song just because uh, my homegirl was just at a basketball game at Dykeman, and she, she was like, "Man, you got to get back up here so you can see this shit." And, the energy. and they play, and they play that record. The energy was just insane. Like right. you can't really, you can't really deny the energy of a record like even if it ain't gonna be around next year so what like you know what i'm saying like celebrate them now while they can be celebrated and you know just enjoy it for the time because you never know when that person is going to even have another shot i mean he has people pushing it um it just really depends on the the, the decisions he makes you know because he's talented he's, he sounds different he got yeah. good energy now so hopefully he could capitalize like, on uh, it i like uh i like the jid kid that rap with uh cole yeah. i think he dope uh, that I like cool. Buddy. That album super cool. The Dreamers. Yeah. I like Buddy. Buddy was on uh, one of my favorite Nipsey records, which I know a lot of people was mad that I left Nipsey off the list. But if you know me, Nipsey is you. You can go back to our episodes from 2015. I said it way back then. There's not a person out putting. There's not a person putting out better music than Nipsey Hussle. I said that back in 2015. I said and he's been putting out the best music since he dropped Crenshaw in 2013. And I stood by that all the way up until March 31st, 2019. Like, I don't think any rapper was putting out better music than him. Like, yeah, Kendrick and um, and, and J. Cole and Wale and and, and, and Schoolboy, they wrap circles around his ass, but I just don't think they make better music than he do. Like, he he could have went on the top 50, and I didn't do it because I just didn't want to be a prisoner of the moment, you know, because I wouldn't have put him on the list this day last year. I wouldn't have put him on the list. You was that I mean, after so his? I, was that after his last album? This time last uh, year. Yeah, his last album. Uh, I was actually at the. I was actually at the title concert okay. last year when he uh, when he dropped uh, Victory Lap. That was yeah, that, super dope. Like, yeah, that's like a great he, album. That's he great album. he he quickly became my second favorite rapper of all time. Like right before that album, and then that album just 
solidified it. Like I went there for All Star Weekend and to, you know, see that album come out. You know what I mean? I'm actually me and uh, one of my podcast guys. We actually gonna be headed to L.A. in a few days. They doing a birthday celebration for Nip. You know, that's dope. So that's what I'm saying. Like I mean, I'm a ridiculously huge Nipsey fan. Like this is it's not a secret. You know, so that's why a lot of people were shocked that I didn't put him on there. But you know, I just feel like he's one of them people who's going to have to sink into your brain a little bit. And he's going to, you going to have to rework, you going to have to rework, you know, the list that you've always had and work him in there somewhere. And it's just, you know, it's just hard. There's so many people. You kind of wanted to keep your affection for Nip to yourself. You didn't want to just put it on the list just to yeah, put it. Just to, yeah. yeah, just exactly. to be a prisoner no. at the moment. No, I understand that. Rick Ross's album, you get a chance to hear it. My problem with listening to new albums is once I like a song, I stop listening to the rest of the album. I don't know. If you <laughs> have, I got the A Boogie record on repeat. So that's my problem right now. I've I've listened to the Ross. Like I, I went ahead and and I don't want to say skim through it, but I definitely listened to it. But one thing that stood out was I was looking forward to the made the new Maybach music record with Wayne and Pusha. And when you go and listen to it, they took Pusha off. Yeah. And, um, and when I heard the Pusha verse, I said, "Shit, I see why they took his ass off. He smoked them, like he." He smoked their ass. So it was like, yeah, I don't think I want to put... If I was a rapper and uh, and my feature destroyed me, man, that shit is never going to see the light of day. So, right. So I can kind of understand why he didn't put it on. Then it sounded like he was still taking shots at Wayne, too, which was kind of funny. So, you know, I think uh, I think it probably was for the best, you know, even though I would have liked to hear it on there. Yeah. But um, I really didn't give the... Uh, I really didn't give the Ross too, too much of a real deep dive listen, but I, I listened to it though. But after first listen, I don't think it was better than uh, the last album at yeah. all. Like the one that came out and I think that was 17, I think it came out. I don't yep. think it was better than that. Push a T, man. Yo, Drug Dealers Anonymous to me is the most underrated record ever. And <laughs> to me personally, it's one of my favorite albums. Every bar is crazy. That's it is because and Pusha, man, we just talked about it today, man. Pusha is one of those artists that's actually getting better. Right. Like as a rapper, like, you know, to be in the rap game for 15 years, 16 years, however long he's been in, for him to actually be getting better at it is incredible because you wouldn't you wouldn't expect that from somebody that's been rapping for this long. Usually it's the other way around. Most definitely. And Wayne, I don't Wayne's not getting worse because that last album was good. Like, but he's just not improving the way Push is and he's not resonating as much as Push is at this point. Yeah, I think he lost. I'm gonna tell you the truth, with Wayne. I think that a Southern rapper, um, rapping like a New York rapper, was something that a lot of people never heard. So I think he got more accolades just based off of that. Like Southern rappers weren't using a lot of metaphors and punchlines and similes and setting up wordplay like that. True. They just kind of flat out just rap, and they could rap, but it was like it just wasn't the same. Wayne was one of them guys. He had a heavy East Coast influence, so. You know, he used a lot of metaphors and similes and set up his bars to be more like a punchline style artist. You know what I mean? And, that's, and he just and he just outworked everybody. He put out yeah, so he much did. music. He did. He really did. So he worked himself into the discussion, not so much wrapped himself into the discussion. He used rap as the vehicle, but it was like his bars wasn't really to me. His bars wasn't up there with Jada Kiss and Fab and all them guys. But he got catapulted ahead of him because you know, he outworked everybody. And then on top of that, he was a country dude that was rapping with a New York style. So it was kind of something that you never heard from a Southern artist before. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Definitely outwork people. 
Um, look, man, I was listening to the podcast. We got to talk some basketball. It's actually a basketball-based podcast. I know we've been talking a lot of hip-hop today. Oh, you, still have, good. <laughs> you still have um, you still have Jason Tatum over Ben Simmons? Come on, man. <laughs> I hate Ben Simmons, man. I think Ben Simmons is one of the most – I think Ben Simmons could be incredible if he would just simply – he doesn't even need a better jump shot. He needs more finesse around the rim. Like, I've seen Ben Simmons pass up layups to kick it out to J.J. Redick for a three because he can't Analytics, quite man. figure out. Analytics, But he can't quite figure <laughs> out how to, you know, and I think he plays with the wrong hand. Yeah, I think he, shoot, he, should, yeah he might. He might be I shooting think with he, the wrong I hand. Think he, I think he shoots with the wrong hand, and I think that throws his game off. I think if he could get a little bit more touch around the basket – his game would elevate so much because if he doesn't dunk or throw up a little hook shot or something like that, he's kind of useless when he's not in transition. When he's in transition, he's incredible. But right. in half court, in half court, he's very, I don't want to say very stoppable because he's still 6'10, 6'11. So it's like you still got to throw the right guy at him. But you know, if you if they allow you to get a little bit physical with him, it's you know, it's really nothing he can do. You give you give that motherfucker 50 feet and he's almost you know, like you say back in the day, you know, we used to say, oh, man, he's self-checked. He's with us. <laughs> he's with us. Yeah, you know, he's with us, man. <laughs> like, he's self-checked. Don't worry about him. You know what I mean? That's kind of what it is. Like, you know, if you take five steps back and let him live at the three-point line, that's how you can play defense on him. And it's like, how do you legitimately rely on him? You know what I mean? Like, Tatum, drop 10 feet off of Tatum and see if that give you 60. Like he, yeah, he gonna he gonna give you. The only thing Ben Simmons literally does better than Tatum is pass the ball. I think he's, Tatum well, he's does, bigger, he's more athletic, he defends better. He, you think so? Higher IQ, his IQ is higher for sure. Um, yeah. Yes, there's a few things he does better. I think his potential is definitely higher than Tatum's, just because. No, that's he, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, yeah. they gave him max for the reason off his potential. Because they yeah. know if he if he takes care of business, yeah, um, if, he, if he turns into what he should turn into, oh, uh, he's gonna be phenomenal. He might be the new Penny Hardaway. Well, Clint, man, thanks for being here. Anything else you want to address about the list before we get out of here? Uh, you know, I got killed a lot for Big being eight. Um, the reason I I give you two uh, a twofold reason I put Big at eight because you know his career was so short lived, even though he was incredible in that two album career right. you know he still made top 10 but the real reason why I did it is because honestly we never know where Big's career would have gone had you know he made it 20 years into rap Uncle you Martin know, has him. a song about that actually uh, I'm, oh man you gotta let me know what that is I never yeah. heard it. he talks about Jay because he talks about an artist <clears> like <throat> the debate between Jay-Z and Big and he was like we don't know you know he kind of talks about all that yeah you never you, you never know like Big could have Big could have fallen off because I'll tell you the truth in 99 or 2000, you would have, you could have never told me that DMX wasn't going to be the greatest rapper we ever heard. You know what I mean? <laughs> but right. we all know how that ended up. I mean, even though DMX made it on the list, had DMX continued on, you know, the path of those first two or three albums, he might, you know, he might be right there with Jay and Nas and, you know, guys like that. He had the, the chance to at least, you know what I mean? So, but you know, but 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 you never know. And big to me, this is no knock on him, no disrespect or nothing like that. I just feel like his career didn't span long enough for me to say, you know, he's top five or top three for me. You know, I'm I got myself out of the matrix, man. Like we were stuck in the matrix where 
we had to have Big J and Nas as our top three. They didn't care what order. Just those three brothers had to be, you know, in your top three. You know what I mean? And it just got to the point for me where it was like, there's other people that I want to hear from. Right. Would you, you know say, I mean? we, we spoke about this already, your criteria. Would you say your list was mostly opinion-based? Um, I mean, all of our list is going to be opinion-based. I mean, because who's, you know, is it, if you, if you, if you were to make a top 50 list, I mean, it wouldn't be your list if you listen to everybody else's opinion and did what they have always told you to do. I don't know. Some people might put numbers on it or impact on it. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, 50 Cent has more impact than some of the guys that are before him, you know. So, you know, everybody's list is different. Yeah. I mean, and I I looked at it like that. Like, you know, impact can be manufactured. Like you can have. That's true. You could have the machine behind you. Yeah. You got the machine behind you because there's no way on earth you're going to tell me 50 Cent is a better rapper than Black Thought. Right. 50 Cent wouldn't tell you he's a better rapper than Black Thought. If you put 50 Cent on a BET cipher to, you know, give you his best 32 bars and you put Black Thought on the cipher to give you his best 32, 50 is going to be like, please let me go before him. Because so straight rapping, skills, straight rapping skills was most important to you. Was most important, yeah. But straight that Eminem's pretty high, skills. though. Eminem's pretty low, I mean. It's straight rapping because he could rap. So, and and the, and the other thing was this though, it, it it went to like relatability as well. Like, okay, you know, it, like I can't relate to somebody hating their mother and wanting her to die. Right. You know what I mean? Wanting to put their baby mother in a, a you know, one wanting, wanting to cremate their baby mother in the backyard, stuff like that. Like I just, like that's okay. just not for me, man. Like you know, so it did. So all of this is opinion based. If anyone makes their top fifty list or their top ten, it's based on their opinion you know what right. i mean no one else's you can use or you can you can say you're using all the analytics but that's still your opinion that those analytics are what are, are what counts you know what i mean if you True. want to use album sales then your opinion is well album sales count for a lot so i'm gonna factor that into the equation that's your opinion right well thanks for being here thanks for being on combos court setting the record straight can't wait to listen to your next episode where i'm sure you'll talk about the list you're always welcome back on the show clint appreciate you yeah, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, check out episode 98 of the Brew Podcast, man. We got a super dope, very, 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 very credible, very credible guest. And, uh, yeah, we had a ball shooting, man. I appreciate you uh, giving me a call and, you know, wanting to hear about the list, man. For sure. I got one I got one piece of advice for you guys, man, one piece of advice. You guys got to – you guys in the beginning of the show have to um, introduce yourselves, man. Cause I want to know uh, who's yeah. who. You know what we, I mean? We used we we used to do that in, in in the beginning, but you know what's funny? We actually did that for this episode. Okay, dope, dope, without, dope. Without you without you even saying anything, we actually okay. did. Okay, dope. We're on the same page. Anywhere else we could find you? Um, just on Instagram and Twitter stuff like that. On Instagram, my name is Mr. Reed M R R E E D two underscores, and on Twitter, I think it's just like C L Reed two underscores. Thanks, Clint. Talk soon. Appreciate you, man. All right. Good looking. There it is. Episode 87 is in the books. Big shouts to Clint for joining in. Go subscribe to the Brew Podcast if you haven't already. Combo Nation. Let's do something a little bit different today. Let me know who you feel are the five greatest rappers of all time. That's right. Give me your five greatest rappers list right in the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout. For episode 88, Combo out.